Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues on American Family Radio. Tim here with Brad and Chris. We thank you for listening. Hey, today's Columbus Day, and uh, we are, as we normally do, uh, we want to uh, tell you the the real Christopher Columbus and what that story was about. We usually do this on Columbus Day with our friend Stephen McDowell, who's the president of the Providence Foundation based in Charlottesville, VA, and Stephen's on the phone with us now. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Tim. Good to be with you. Are you in Charlottesville today? I certainly am. Beautiful day today. How much rain did y'all get from that hurricane? Uh, we got a couple of inches in the area, so uh, perfect for uh, watering my yard. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been worse. A lot of places in Virginia got more. Mm-hmm. Got yeah, more. it wasn't. We we didn't really have any bad damage or anything here. Okay. Uh, uh, just first of all, uh, I know you've been on with us many times before, Stephen, but for those who don't know, tell our listeners about your ministry and p- how they can uh, check it out. Well, the Providence Foundation is a Christian educational organization whose mission is to train leaders to transform their culture for Christ and teach all citizens how to disciple their nations. And we do that by educating in a biblical worldview, teaching biblical principles of law, government, education, economics, as we believe that if you apply God's principles to all of life, uh, you will be blessed. And if we disregard them, then we're going to have trouble. So we and you, people can learn more about us at our website, providencefoundation.com. All right, tell us uh, briefly the story of Christopher Columbus. Well, Columbus uh, was a man who committed much of his adult life to fulfilling a vision. He believed he could reach uh, the east by sailing west, but the vision that he primarily had was to carry the gospel. Uh, to the ends of the earth, in particular the great Khan. That was the leader of what is today China, because he had read Marco Polo's journals from centuries before, and Marco Polo traveled from what is, you know, Italy into China, and the the leaders in China there, the great Khan said, hey, when you go back, tell them to send missionaries to us. We want to hear about the gospel, and that never really happened, and Columbus knew this, so he said, hey, I'm going to carry the gospel to the end of the earth, or as he wrote in his journal of his first voyage, the object and some of this present undertaking has been the increase and in glory of the Christian religion. So he believed God put it into his heart to fulfill what his name, Christopher, meant to be the Christ-bearer, to carry the gospel to those who had not heard it. You know, Columbus wrote a book after his third voyage called Book of Prophecies. That's an interesting title of a book for a seaman to write. And that Book of Prophecies contains hundreds of prophetic scriptures that deal with carrying the gospel to the ends of the earth. So uh, he believed that God had called him to do this this uh, very thing. And um, so this is part of the story that is not taught about Columbus today. Now, you know, if what the, yeah, go up. Well, what, go what 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 years are we talking about? Uh, well, it was in 1492 
that Columbus sailed the ocean blue, as every American is taught in that poem. And, and he landed in October of 1492 on an island in what is today the Bahamas. And when he landed on this island, he went ashore, knelt down, kissed the ground. Then he led his men in prayer, thanking God for this reaching the land. Then he took possession of it for uh, Spain, the country for which he sailed. And he called it San Salvador, meaning Holy Savior. So this was the fall of 1492. October. That's why we have Columbus Day in October, because that was the year when he he found this. Now, he didn't actually reach China, <laughs> because there's a whole big, you know, body of, of land uh, in between Europe and uh, China as you sail west. But he he opened up the new world to colonization for. Uh, to uh, Europe, who would then come in the following centuries and plant new colonies. Now, uh, so so he never made it to uh, what we know now as the United States mainland. That's correct. He he landed on a number of islands in the Caribbean, and then he, you know he took a, a number of journeys. Fourteen ninety two was the first, but he went back a couple of other times exploring different areas, but he never set foot on what became the United States of America. And that's important because, uh, as many historians in the past had written, they believe that God held this land in reserve because he wanted to prepare a different seed to plant the United States. Columbus certainly had a desire to, to fulfill God's mission, but he, he was a product of his age. You can't you know, when we look at history, we have to evaluate people in light of what's going on in the world. And in 1492, there was a lot of civil and religious uh, restriction or tyranny. And God, and so Columbus carried some of those seeds with him. He certainly had a heart and desire to extend the gospel, but he was doing it in the context of the the, the uh, Roman Church that ex- existed in Western Europe at the time. Um, and, but God, over the next century, sent the Protestant Reformation, the Bible being available in the common language, okay. and that Bible produced a different seed that produced the United States. So yes, Columbus never set foot, and that was important because that uh, allowed colonization to come from Britain and not from Spain. Okay, two more questions here related to Christopher Columbus. We celebrate Columbus Day in the U.S., and Christopher Columbus, a uh, very significant uh, uh, person in history uh, over the last 1,000 years. But uh, one other, two other things. So so the basically the fundamental reason why we have Columbus Day is because our forefathers thought it important to celebrate Columbus doing what? Columbus we say he discovered the new world, right? But of course, there were natives that lived here, and the Vikings had come in a thousand, come in around the year one thousand. But so he didn't really discover it per se. But what he did, he opened it up to colonization. He gotcha. became aware in the minds of the Europeans. Here's a whole big pile of land, and then they began to come and set up new colonies. Okay. So he is the discoverer, though. And uh, he, he, that's what we celebrate him for, the, the great effort that he ex- put okay. forth. Why, uh, does the se- why, do, why, why, why do the uh, secular progressives hate him so? Well, 
ultimately, they probably wouldn't say that. It's ultimately when you attack Columbus, you're attacking Western Christian civilization. Because with Columbus, you know, Western civilization came and began to to settle here. And the secularists depicted as, you know, those rotten Europeans came and oppressed the peace-loving natives that lived here, and everything would have been utopia had not the Europeans ever come. But but if, when you examine the whole history, you found out a whole lot of different things. Columbus ran into a lot of cannibals, uh, Indians that would eat other Indians and fight other Indians, enslave other Indians, treat them in a bu- brutal fashion. And the peace, more peaceful Indians loved Columbus, saw him as a liberator because he liberated them from the the Caribs, the cannibals that were eating and eating them for for generations. And um, so they depict him, though, as an oppressor, because he represents really a Western Christian civilization. That is ultimately why they try to discredit Columbus today. Uh, all right. So visit Stephen, uh, Steve McDowell, our guest. We're talking about Christopher Columbus. Uh, go to ProvidenceFoundation.com. Right, Stephen? That's right. We have some articles uh, that you can find about Columbus, read more about him uh, from there, and uh, we do write about him in some of our uh, books as well. I wish you wouldn't have talked about cannibalism, though. (laughs) Well, that's what Columbus, uh, that's what he found when he came here. In fact, you know, the the Caribs, where we get the name Caribbean uh, area, they were cannibals. That's where the name came from. And uh, not just cannibals, but they actually, the Arawaks, the peaceful ones, they would capture and they would keep them kind of like cattle, you know, where the women yeah. were, would, would would breed children that they would use uh, for food source. All right. um, so it. he was a liberator. So he helped liberate uh, the, the natives who lived here who were being oppressed. Okay. Thanks, Stephen. Talk to you later, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Bless you, Tim. Okay. Thank you, Stephen. You know what? We just heard what will not be taught in our schools. Used to be. Used to be, but not anymore. Yeah. You know, the whole idea of, of that uh, we Americans today uh, live on stolen land. Yeah. This, is, this is a far-left narrative, right? Mm-hmm. It's what Colin Kaepernick believes, the guy who's, you know, celebrated by so many on the left, you know, as some great hero. It's kind of thinking that he has just, uh, but the idea that the Europeans came here and took over land. Yeah, they took over land. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? The Indians were fighting over the very same land all the time between themselves. Mm-hmm. That's right. So an Indian tribe would conquer another Indian tribe and would enslave their people and kill them and behead them and massacre them. And that kind of thing was going on all over what we call North America today, including Canada, mm-hmm. and had gone on for centuries. Yes. So it wasn't like the Europeans came here and... uh Took and uh, you know, destroyed something it, it, beautiful. Went, yes, went into a, a sovereign country and uh, c- 
killed innocent people. Yeah. No. Uh, innocent, yeah, innocent people were killed, but innocent people are always killed in warfare. Yeah. I'm just saying that the original, the pilgrims came here for religious uh, freedom purposes, to, to come to the new world to live out their faith. Mm-hmm. Were there people who came from Europe to North America for a financial gain? Uh, you betcha. Mm-hmm. Because that's again, that's the way of the world. People want to get rich, and if it means killing other people, sometimes to do it, doesn't matter what color they are, they would have done it. So, I, I guess if you want to go back and say, you know, you, the, just uh, the U.S. has stolen land or Canada has stolen land, you know what? We can go back all to the beginning of time, and there have been wars and kings and slavery. That's the history of the world. Yeah. So I don't know why the far left just decides to focus on white Europeans as being the bad guys of history uh, when, when there are, uh, when, when that is not true. Mm-hmm. Were, there, uh, were there bad white uh, Europeans? Yeah. Yes. But that, as I said, that's the way of the world and that's the history of mankind. Yeah. is people mistreating one another. And quite frankly, the westernization of, society, of America, the Christianization of America was a wonderful thing, if you look back in history, because the, uh, the values that came from that, and I'm speaking broadly and generally here. Now, you can pick on specifics and say that was a bad thing. Slavery, obviously, was a terrible thing part of our history but overall broadly and generally look at what was produced by the united states of america mm-hmm. canada mm-hmm. too uh but uh, particularly the u.s in terms of the uh standard of living was raised uh education level for people was raised uh medicine advances space advances look people learned to fly because of innovators in the u.s Henry Ford, the automobile. Yes, there was an automobile made in Germany, I think, too, about the same time. I'm just saying the inventions uh, that have come from the free enterprise system that come from freedom, mm-hmm. which comes from uh, and liberty, which comes from the from biblical principles. Yes. Right? See, I'm what I'm saying here. Western civilization. Yes. Has uh, is the envy of the world. You want to know why five million people have flooded into our country now and millions <laughs> more want to come? Yeah. To the U.S. It's because they want to come to the greatest country in the world yes. to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if the left really believes their own rhetoric, they need to go to the border and tell these people, do not come to this racist land. That's right. Where you will be, uh, where you don't have a chance at a better life because whitey, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's what they, sh- if they really believe their message, that's what they should do. And if but they don't do that because, no. and, and the, also these people don't leave. That's, that was my point. They, they say, I'm leaving if Trump's elected. Well, they didn't leave. <laughs> no. Because we live in the greatest land uh, in the world. Yes. And nobody's going back to Africa. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. None of our, none of uh, you and me, us three here, uh, I don't know, we're Anglo, Caucasian, whatever they want to call us. We're not, we're not wanting to go back to Britain or. No, it may, may be a wonderful place to visit, 
Mm-hmm. But nobody's leaving. That's right. Everybody's staying because we all know what a mm-hmm. great country we uh. live in. It was given to us by our forefathers. Yes. And uh, it's threatened. It, it's it's threatened now. The core existence of America is threatened now by these far left secular progressives who want to turn us into Venezuela. Yeah. I'll they, share. And they want to de-Christianize. Oh, country. absolutely. That's what they hate Christianity. To go back to what Stephen was talking about. It's white man's religion. Yeah, they want to de-Christianize yeah. this country, demonize Christianity. They talk false reports about Christians all the yes. time and Christian yes. influence. Yes, it's very anti-Christ, yeah. anti-Christian. Go ahead, Chris. It's an, it's an old article, several years old, but I'll post this on our Facebook page. 15 stars who threatened to leave the country over politics. Barbara Streisand, uh, Tina Fey. Stayed, uh, stayed. Several of them. Tina uh, Fey wanted to leave? Yeah, apparently. Uh, they're Anybody all still cared? here. John Stewart is the guy who, to his credit, and I don't certainly yeah. hold this against him, he's the one that generally will go to Congress every time something involving uh, help for 9-11 responders is about to expire. Mm-hmm. Health insurance, you know. He was going to leave, like too? That. Yeah, apparently he, he said he was going to leave. Why didn't all these people leave? Because they never were going to leave. No. Because uh, you don't leave what's great. And I was going, I was thinking to myself, who cares? <laughs> Why do you think anybody cares whether you're going to go live in France if yeah. Donald Trump's elected president? That's right. Huh? Go enjoy those taxes. Yes. But uh, anyway. Speaking of taxes, uh, there's a guy that Texas plays. Texas or taxes, Chris? Taxes. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. My southern came, my okay. Southern came out. Yeah. Uh, taxes. I saw a quote from uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, plays uh, football for the Miami Dolphins, one of their wide receivers. Came to the Dolphins from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is getting off on a side note, but it shows you how different people move places based on government policies. Uh, Tyreek Hill could have gone to anywhere in the league. Teams would have been glad to have him. One of the teams that really went after him hard in the offseason was the New York Jets, but he chose to go to the Miami Dolphins. And there is a quote floating around uh, on the Internet. Why did you go to Miami instead of the Jets? And his answer was the state taxes. Of course. Of course. Mm Mm-hmm. And can you imagine what he would be taxed at a million dollar or two million dollar? New York. Salary? Oh, that's why people are these wealthy people are fleeing mm-hmm. New York for Florida. Yes. All right. Next story, Chris. Uh, we have mentioned this. Um, what have we mentioned? Several Chris? times. Military recruitment, and I bring it back up because I've got some audio here. Uh, one of the stories that's not getting as much attention outside of our program and network here is military recruitment. We have a great military. We've got all kinds of bells and whistles that we pay for dearly, and we're glad to have those things in the event of, God forbid, we have to get in a war. The problem is we have fewer and fewer people that are qualified to actually serve in the military based on things like criminal offenses, they're overweight, they have health problems, what have you. Um, well, they're not applying either. They're not. They're, the recruiting level, in other words, the military has a number in all branches mm-hmm. that they need to recruit annually to be able to sustain uh our um system whatever you want to call our it capability our capabilities yeah and this year they're going to be 20 percent off is that right mm-hmm. or, yeah or, or worse yeah it's not looking good at a time when north korea is firing missiles willy-nilly and russia is still russia and all these other nations 
Um, and I've got some audio here of uh, Army veteran and congressional candidate John James. He was on Fox earlier today talking about military recruitment failing to bring in enough people. Clip five. We're not preparing our young men and women uh, physically, uh, mentally, and emotionally. And the pandemic has had an even more dire effect. You know, uh, falling short of physical goals, like uh, the Army, I applaud their ingenuity for a 90-day uh, pre-boot camp training. But when I was growing up, we called that gym class. We need to focus on the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, uh, skilled trades, and patriotism. But the root of this, I believe, is you have the left that's teaching our young children, our, our young kids, that, uh, that this country is a, a country of racist colonizers, and the number one threat is voting for Donald Trump. And we're surprised. We're surprised that when the left tells you that you shouldn't stand for the flag, and now we're surprised when our young people won't stand up to defend free freedom, uh, I, I think that we have to address the root cause. John, we have to be proud of our nation. That's we why I want to go do. serve my country, because we live in an amazing nation, yeah. and we need to stand up to defend her. Who was that? That was John James, candidate for office. Michigan. He ran for governor or senator? He ran for senator a couple of times. Now he's running for Congress. Now he's running for Congress. Oh, gotcha. I love okay. what he had to say there. And I hope people caught this. The military, they're so desperate for people right now. I'll put it bluntly. They're taking fat people in, way out of shape. And they're, they're now got a 90-day period Chris ahead, ahead of boot camp. All right. Normally, when you used to come in right. to the military, you go to boot camp. All right, Fort Jackson. Right. Now they they they've got a special camp for these folks, ninety days, in order to encourage them to get in shape enough so they can go to boot camp. Kind of like pre-K. <laughs> yeah, he called it. Huh? He called it gym, gym class. class. We right. used to have in order gym to get class. kindergarten, you need pre-K. Yes. To make yourself capable of passing. So they're going to, uh, so that's what they're doing now, really? Yes. Pre-boot camp? A pre-boot camp to get you ready for boot camp. When I was in high school 20 years ago, yeah. uh, well, 22, 24 years ago, um, we actually, you didn't have to go to gym class if you were in the chorus or in the band. So, I mean, like, right. you know, people right. would obviously, people that didn't want to go climb a rope would join the chorus and pretend to sing. <laughs> pretend I was in the band. Sing. Pretend to sing. All right. Uh, so anyway, that's that's a very serious situation. Uh, I don't know how do you remedy it or rectify it, but uh, you know when you're when you not able to get if you're off twenty percent, is that across the is that all branches? It's different. Right? I think it's ten percent for the Air Force. It's uh, okay. Army is I, I think the worst. But here's the other thing too. There are people out there that normally would apply to go into the military, but they're oh, hearing yeah. all these stories of wokeness oh, in yeah. the military. Oh yeah, that that's that's hurting too recruitment because you a lot of families in the U.S. are military families. Yes, and so uh, you know, father, son, grandson, they all serve. Well, now a lot of those people who are very patriotic are 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 saying, "Do I really want to go serve in today's army, navy, whatever?" Where uh, they're going to indoctrinate me with, uh, you know. All these far left agendas. Yeah, where I can't call my fellow male soldier guy. You got to refer to him as it. Right, that kind of garbage. That kind of garbage. That kind of garbage. They're going to say no. We're not exaggerating. No, no, no I'm not going to. I'm not, not going to go listen to that. And uh, then you got the forced uh, COVID vaccine shots that a lot of people don't want to get. That they're saying you got to have in order to serve. There's just many, many reasons why. 
the attractiveness of military service among conservatives in this country who I would say make up the vast majority of military personnel and families. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just not there anymore. Maybe, nope. maybe that'll change, but for right now, that's the perception yep. among a lot of people. All right, Chris, thank you. Thank you. Fred, Fred, appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving Day to our Canadian listeners. That's right. Today is Thanksgiving Day in Canada. Yes. Columbus Day here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow starts our share So we ask you to pray for us because we need our financial needs met here at AFR. And I know that you will help us out. We appreciate that. We'll talk to you later.